This is an SM Media production. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of The Sat Down right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Delighted to be joined by a very special guest in this week's episode. I'm joined by a model legend and uh, the assistant manager at Model right now, Keith Wasley. Keith, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you on to the show. Thanks very much for doing this. No problem at all. Pleasure to be here. Brown, how you been? Yeah, good. Good. Um, you know, obviously, a little break at this time of year, as usual. And, um, yeah, time to kind of reflect and, and um, <clears throat> you know, spend some time with the family, which I think is always important, to be honest, you know, in terms of even everything that's going on in the world. And, um, you know, even with, you know after a long season, a very difficult season for many reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into, but... So, you know, enjoying uh, spending a little bit of time with the family, albeit, you know, restricted in terms of, you know, you're normally looking that passport out and, and uh, you know, maybe getting a wee holiday somewhere. But, um, but no, just spending some time at home, as I say, and um, I've got two young children, so, uh, you know, enjoying some family time. Definitely. Obviously, the, it was, a, as you say, it was a really difficult season, but Murrow managed to, to stay in the league. They had a very good entry season under Graham Alexander coming in. Well, how did you feel the season went? You know, from obviously when Stephen Robinson left and Graham came in, like, but are you kind of pleased at how the season went in the end? Yeah, listen, you know, first and foremost, that you know, our football club it is about, uh, you know, being in the Scottish Premiership. There's no doubt about that. You know, it's our number one aim is to is to retain our status. You know, obviously we want to aim higher than that, and you know, we always do aim higher than that. But um, you know, it's not a given. You know, you see, obviously, you know, clubs like Kilmarnock, Hearts. Rangers, Dundee United, uh, you know, Dundee, you know, so it's, uh, the list goes on, you know, of clubs that unfortunately have found themselves, you know, slipping out of the top division. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's an achievement in itself. It says, as I say, we always aim higher, but, you know, to retain our status, I think, um, is always, uh, you know, really um, satisfying. And um, so, you know, the job that, that Graham has done since he's come in is, has been uh, to do that, so I, I think that's um, you know to be applauded. It was a difficult season overall, obviously with this, uh, you know the change of manager, uh, you know with Stephen going, who's somebody I've grown very close to, and and uh, you know absolutely you know love my time working alongside him with some fantastic highs along the way, and it's sad to see him go because I think he's certainly left the club in a, a, a far stronger place than when he found it and, and done a fantastic job for the club, but. Ultimately, that's football. These things happen. Uh, you know, he moves on. And, uh, you know, Graham um, and Chris have come in and, as I say, done a good job to, 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 to keep the club up. And um, so, you know, I'm, 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 a season of mixed emotions, uh, as it, it can sometimes be at Motherwell. Um, but, um, as I said, it's, it's, uh, it's good to know that we'll be going back to Premiership football next season. Brilliant. We'll touch a bit on your early, early years before you, you kind of get started in football. What was your... Who was your kind of early footballing heroes and memories? Like who was who stood out to you when you were kind of growing up? Um, probably a bit different to most young Scottish lads growing up. I was I probably followed English football a little bit more than than, than Scottish football, and the reason for that really is I don't think I've got an English father, um, okay. a scouser, 
a big last massive Liverpool fan, my two brothers, massive Liverpool fans, but I was actually the black sheep in the family. I was a big Everton fan. Um, right. Spent a lot of time as a kid down in Liverpool, you know, all school holidays, Christmas holidays, um, you know, so I spent a lot of time and I get taken along to an Everton match at a very young age, um, you know, standing in the old Gladys Street terracing. And at that time, mid-80s, Everton were probably the best, if not one of the best teams, not just in England, but probably in Europe, you know, a team full of, you know, great players, uh, you know, Andy Gray, Graham Sharp, Trevor Stephen, Gary Stevens, Neville Southall, you know, the list goes on. So I would probably say that Everton team in the mid-80s was really the team that really I fell in love with football and fell in love with Everton, really. So that was my kind of childhood, really. That was birthdays and Christmases was a new Everton kit. And, and uh, you know, that was just some fantastic memories. I got to watch that team play really, you know, and um, so, so that, that, yeah, that was that, that was probably my earliest kind of football memories, football and heroes uh, was, was, you know, Howard Kendall's Everton. Brilliant. Obviously you, when did you kind of start playing football and what were your kind of boys club days like? Yeah, I played, I brought up in Erskine, um, so played for the local boys clubs there, um, you know, Park Moor, my, my first boys club team and then on to Erskine boys club. Um, and really just playing with loads of friends, some great times, some really good players, you know, some other players that kind of flirted with, with professional uh, football. Um, but, you know, most of all, really enjoyable football upbringing, you know, and um, had some great times there and ultimately on to Glenifer Thistle and then, you know, got my chance then at a pretty late stage, you know, considering these days how young boys are getting picked up. I mean, I never joined Motherwell. I made it out of boys club football really till I was... 18, 19 years old, so a lot later than, than uh, you know, nowadays, as I say, so, uh, but no, a really enjoyable time in boys club, and, you know, still get some some great, uh, you know, great friends that I, that I played with, I still keep in touch with. And how did the process to kind of getting scouted for Motherwell come about? Uh, quite simply, it was, it was Billy Davies, Billy Davies' involvement, he's, uh, Billy lived in Paisley, and he, he trained my, my boys club, Glenifer, a couple of nights a week, when he was just getting into his coaching, Right. I think he was still playing at Motherwell at the time, but you know, just that changeover. He, I think he, he knew he was getting the job at Motherwell, and um, and yeah, I'd left school to be an apprentice electrician. I was I was kind of six months away from serving my time, and he remembered me from my from my training sessions, and he just asked me along for a trial, and you know, totally out of the blue, really. Um, and I'd done that, and I managed to go and play a couple of kind of under twenties games. I think it was at the time for for our under twenty ones games, as under twenty ones league that was then. And I managed to score a couple of goals on on my trial games, which was uh, <laughs> I didn't keep up that scoring record when I joined. But um, <laughs> no, so I managed to show up pretty well. And you know, at the end of that, I offered a contract, and I had to you know finish. I wanted to finish out my apprenticeship first, so I managed to do that eventually. And um, and then I joined Motherwell, yeah, and, and you know, I was 19, I think. So, um, uh, that, and then that was me from there, as, as you know, obviously moved, moved uh, into football and, um, you know, the rest is history, as they say. And then obviously, yeah, your kind of youth days as well. And do you remember your debut for Motherwell? I do, vividly. Um, and in many ways, it's probably my most memorable match. It's something that, I've only got two shirts up in my house and one of them is my debut shirt and one of them is my testimonial shirt. It's probably yeah. two, two shirts that mean the most to me, to be honest. Um, and my debut shirt, just really for the fact that I never ever thought I would get to play professional football. You know, I really I really didn't. Um, uh, you know, as I say, I was a boy at left school. 
go and play an electrician, which I was very happy in, and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know just a chance to go and play football. My debut was at Ibrox, you know, in front of fifty thousand people. To run out for Motherwell was just something that I just never ever, you know, it was you know certainly pinch me stuff, you know, that I, that it was actually happening. So no, it's one of my prized possessions, and I remember it so vividly. As I say, running out at Ibrox, and you know we got beat two 0 in the match, but you know the the team that we played that day against. You know, Barry Ferguson, Van Bronckhurst, Alberts, Claudio Reyna. You know, it was it was an it was an education more than a game of football for me, to be honest. But you know, just a, a you know a fantastic experience. And as I say, the jersey is actually one of the most treasured um, treasured things that I've got, to be honest. Brilliant. Who were the good characters in that dressing room when you're coming into that team? Oh, loads, loads of big characters, to be honest. And that was one of the reasons where I felt as if a bit of an inferiority complex in terms of actually feeling as, as if I deserved to be there. Because, I mean, we had guys like John Spencer, Andy Gorham, uh, Jed Brannan, Lee McCullough, you know, uh, Don Goodman, you know, guys that had played international football, guys that had, you know, played in the Premiership in England for, 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 for years. Um, but... So it was intimidating, I've got to say, actually, as a young guy getting in off the street almost, it was pretty intimidating to see these guys at close quarters. But in the same token, exciting, you know, to see these guys train, to train alongside them, it was just, uh, you know, it was an absolute thrill, to be honest with you. And um, it actually opened my eyes to see the level, um, you know, that was required, to be honest, you know, I, I, as I say, coming from boys, pretty much boys' clubs, straight into that environment, it was like, wow, right, I've, I've got to do some serious training here and and, and get myself up to a, a different level because you know that was the level that these guys were, were training at every single day. So, so, so some big big characters and uh, but great, you know, I always remember them being very good with the young lads um, coming through, and we had a few young lads, obviously. You know, coming through at that time, yeah. um, they guys played a big role in, in certainly moulding us and the characters that we were. Definitely. Obviously, Billy Davis left at the end of that season. You'd kind of established a good run in the team. Like, how did you? How much kind of an inspiration was Billy Davis to you? And what was what was your reaction when he left? Listen, uh, Billy was. You know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you. I wouldn't be. You know, I've had the life that I've had so far, uh, the career that I've had so far. He's just a guy that changed my life, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I, I don't think I can underestimate, you know, overestimate it, sorry, uh, the, the impact that he had. So, um, you know, I'll certainly be forever grateful to Billy for that opportunity that he gave me. Um, and in terms of Billy moving on, I think it was, even, even for me that had not long been in football, I knew, I could tell that Billy was going to go into bigger and better things. Yeah. You could always tell that he had something different. You know, you could always tell he had that drive, that knowledge that, you know, he, he just knew he was always going to go on and, and go to a really high level in the game. Um, so it was actually no surprise that, you know, he, he, he ended up, you know, moving into, you know, up to the level that, that, that he did eventually, you know, so... Um, but as I said, yeah, I mean, someday that I'll be forever grateful to, to be honest with you. Definitely. What was your thoughts when Eric Black got the job? Great, to be honest. You know, it's it's probably, certainly looking back in my time at Mullerwo, it's, it's one of a, a wee bit of regret, tinge of regret, that, that Eric never really got the chance or stay, you know, to stay longer. Obviously, the club went through a really difficult time in his tenure in terms of the administration and, you know, ultimately really led to, to Eric moving on. But yeah. 
you know, again, had that gut feeling that he would have been a very good Motherwell manager. You know, I know that he left and Terry came in and, you know, and Terry, you know, had a great time at the club and, again, was a fantastic influence on myself and particularly, the, you know, the other young players around about me. But, you know, I just had that feeling and still looking back on it, I do have the feeling that Eric and Terry, you know, the partnership yeah. together, because they came into the club together. Uh, you know that that partnership would have been a fantastic one for the football club, but um, as I say, unfortunately, you know, uh, events out with his control, um, you know, took over and and um, you know it wasn't to be. But you know, as I say, for the short period that he was there, you could just tell he was a fantastic coach, and I, I felt would have been a fantastic fit. Yeah, see, obviously, you mentioned there about the situation the club were in at the time. Like, although it was a bad situation for the club, and I can a few kind of players like Roberto Martinez had to move on and things like that, but. Did you feel in a way that kind of helped the likes of yourself, McFadden, Pearson, to kind of get solidify a place in the team because of the, the kind of big players that were leaving? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt in that, to be honest. I don't think there's, you know, a doubt at all. I mean, I think you remember back then, football was different then. You know, I mean, you had probably had a full first-team squad. Then you would have almost like a reserve squad. Then mm. you would have, you know, a youth squad. I mean, clubs used to carry a far bigger squad than we do now. I mean, pretty much at Mullow now, we have a squad of players, you know, yeah. and there's some young players that are integrated in that. And so it was different days back then. And to, so to actually, you know, have that pathway and navigate your way through, that was very difficult. I think probably Stevie Hamill was, he was the only one out of all of the younger lads at that team that really did that, cemented a place in the first team, you know, uh, and really did uh, get all the way through without that. Um, but in terms of the other guys, myself, you know, Faddy, Stephen Pearson, David Clarkson, you know, uh, and these guys that come through kind of a little bit after Hammy, I, I think there's no doubt that, that without administration, I don't think, certainly don't think it would have been as easy and uh, as quick, uh, certainly anyway. So, yeah, it was a, a very difficult time for the football club, but I think out of that difficult time, I think, you know, there's, as I say, there was... Uh, you know some chinks of light with you know the, the emergence of some you know players that would, young players that would obviously go on to have you know good careers with the club. Yeah, see, so obviously administration, and then obviously Eric Black and Pat Nevin left, obviously chief executive. Like, how difficult a situation was that to be around at the time? You know, it was it was very difficult. You know, it was it was not just for the playing staff, but the staff as a whole. You know, the club as a whole, and even as I said, although we were young players, and you know. Um, you're kind of shielded a little bit from it. You always felt as if it was the more experienced players that were exposed to it a little yeah. bit more, and the manager and that, you know, like that. Obviously, with the job losses and and things, you still get a sense of the peril that the club was in, and and you know the well worth saving campaign, the fans, you know, you know, literally, you know, bucket collections just to keep make sure that the club going forward. So you, you didn't feel as a young player, even the, you know, you knew the situation the club was in, you felt it. Um, so it was difficult. It was, you know, there's no doubt it was a difficult uh, period. You always felt that we would get, we would get through it. You know, everything would pull together when we get through it. But on the same token, you also knew that there would be some casualties and there would be some hurt along the way, unfortunately. So no, it was, it was just a difficult, difficult period all in. And um, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, out of that, I, I think has come a lot of good. You know, ultimately, you know, now with fan ownership at the football club, uh, yeah. that, that situation hopefully will never arise again. And and um, and you know, and, and the club is certainly on a, a consistent, sound footing uh, going forward, which which uh, you know, so which it certainly looks to be. So, uh, you know, certainly a lot of lessons learned, and and I think that's what we've got to try and do is take the positives out of that 
um, you know, that situation. Um, and, you know, I'm, I think the club has done that. And as I say, find ourselves now in a far stronger position than we did then. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, one player that they kind of was solidified model at that point was James McFadden. When did you realise he would he would go on and be as good as he's, he's became? Uh, it's hard to tell, really. You, know, you always felt with Faddy, you just knew he had something different. You know, we, we obviously trained with him every day. And um, certainly from us, you know, you, you look at likes of myself and and and, uh, and Piro and, and maybe Hammy, I certainly say a defender, you know, oh, you know, we worked hard, we got the best out of our talent. And um, but Faddy was probably the one that had a wee bit more maverick about him, you know, had that moment in him, you know, of, of, of genius, if you like. Uh, to change a game on his own, um, so you always knew there was something there. Did you did you know or, or, or for sure that that would end up in um, you know ultimately going on to be a, you know a legend for Scotland and yeah. Motherwell, you know getting his moved down to England? You know, I don't think you ever know, but you certainly always knew there was that capability there. And um, you know, as I say, we just had some great times on the training field. You know, we stay behind for hours trying free kicks and overhead kicks and you know all these things and and. Um, you know, and and the thing that's the thing with Faddy he was he was a street footballer. You know, he was like you know get the jumpers down and play football that like we all did when we were kids. And and um, you know he took that onto the training pitch. And you know some of the some of the times we had on the training pitch and some of the uh, fun that we had was just fantastic. So I I mean as I say yeah I mean you always knew there was something there something a bit different and um, you know obviously Faddy went on to show that in the biggest yeah. stage. Definitely. What were your kind of favourite memories of your first spell at Motherwell? How good was it to kind of solidify a place in the team? I think that's probably the best way of putting it. That was the most enjoyable thing was actually solidifying a place. As I say, when I first came in, you know, when I first came into the club, I fully expected, uh, you know, to be back working in a building site in a year's time. I honestly did feel that, that kind of almost that imposter syndrome of, um, you know, this is great, I'm going to have some fun and then I'll be back, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing out in a proper job. But, you know, just slowly but surely and, you know, I managed to kind of push myself into the team and and really the, I was so proud to actually finally push myself into being a regular in the team. You know, it was such a big moment for me, as I said, it's, it's uh, something I never really expected. So that was so satisfying and and I never really wanted to leave the club as, as such, to be honest. It was just, it was the, again, the, the opportunity to, to go down south and play in the English Championship as it is now. It was actually the first season of the Championship. Uh, and again, it was, it was something that I just never, ever thought I would have the opportunity to do. I just never felt as if I was good enough to, to, to play that level, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and so you get that opportunity again was just really the only reason that would, I would ever... You know, ever considered leaving really, you know, and and and, and I took that and uh, opportunity, and, and in many ways it never quite worked out as well as I thought football wise. But what it did do was certainly became I came back to Motherwell a far better player and yeah. better person from moving away from home and everything that entails. And and I think I wouldn't have had the second spell at Motherwell if I didn't have that opportunity to go down and try something different. So I, I always look at it that way. I was always disappointing in, in the main. I still think it, it actually gave, was the catalyst to me having, you know, what I perceive as really my best period of my career, that second spell at Mallow. Um, so, you know, I, I think all in all, it was a good move in that sense. And then obviously you, you made the move to Plymouth and Bobby Wilkinson was a manager. When did you first you know, meet Bobby about going down there? It was really, it was quite all quite late, to be honest, um, that kind of year 04. Um, 
And yeah, Bobby had obviously got the, the job. I think he got the job the last month of the season. I think Plymouth were just about to be promoted into the championship. I think Paul Sturrock left there to go to Southampton and, and Bobby got the manager's job, I think, for the last maybe three or four games, memory serves me right. And he managed to win, I think, uh, one of his, you know, one or two of his last four games to get him promoted into the championship. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just from there, the usual, you know, you get in contact and whether it would be interesting going down. He obviously must have seen me from his time managing in Scotland. And uh, as I said, it was a lot to consider. That, you know, it's, it came out of the blue, to be honest. It wasn't something I was really thinking about. But, as I say, that chance to go and play in the English Championship was just something I never thought I would get. And, and ultimately, um, you know, it just swayed me. My, my, my wife got a good job just, uh, you know, not far uh, down in Weymouth um, in fashion. And, and she, you know, we just, after weighing everything up, it just seemed right. And uh, as I say, I, I decided to make that move. Obviously, you went to the championship, but how did you find the level? How did you find the standard of the championship? Um, I found it more physical in terms of the athleticism of the players. That was something that, um, uh, you know, but I wouldn't say it shocked me because I, I, I knew it was going to be a little bit of a step up, step up, but it was kind of across the board how you know, much more emphasis we've put on the athleticism of the players and, and as somebody that's, you know, <laughs> the biggest uh, in the world, it was something I had to adapt to pretty quickly. Um, in terms of the actual football, I mean, you know, it was, it was yeah, there was certainly some big teams. I mean, West Ham were in the league at the time, Leeds United, uh, Sunderland, some, some, you know, some big football clubs, some, you know, some really top players in them, but I mean, the football side of it was something that never really, it was never really, I, I felt as if I couldn't adapt to it. It was really, I just knew I had to, um, you know, uh, adapt, you know, athletically, if you like, you know, spend more time in the gym, try and get a bit, more, bit stronger. Um, and it's something that, again, looking back to then going on to my second spell at Motherwell, it's certainly, again, I felt as if I come back fitter and stronger um, than, than I did when I left. So overall, I think that, aspect of the, the game was something that I had to adapt to. And then obviously yeah, Bobby Williamson gets the sack and after a poor start the next season, he's finished 17th in the first season and Tony Pulis comes in. Like, what was your thoughts of when Bobby left and Tony came in? Yeah, listen, when, when a manager leaves and he's the guy that signed you, you're always, you know, you're unsure, you know, is the new manager going to like me? What is he, what was his thoughts in the game? And um, does he know me? Does he even, you know, uh, what does he think of me? So it's it's always a little bit up in the air. And to be fair to Tony, I mean, I was I was round about the team, you know, coming on off the bench now and again. But I knew pretty early on, and and, and you know, I've learned this coming into this side of it. Players, you know, the best way to be is be honest, even if the answer you're looking for is not the right one. So you know, and that's what Tony was. He was very honest with me in terms of. You know, he didn't see me in his, his plans long term, uh, but that was fine for me. You know, that was, you know, it was the clarity I needed to then, you know, make the next move in my career. So, um, so as I say, it never quite worked out. I ended up going alone up to Blackpool with Simon Grayson there. Um, but again, that was, you know, uh, the next move. Again, I learned again, move of moving on loan. I'd never moved on loan before. Uh, moving down to League One, playing League One, a, a new league I'd never played in. So there was again out of that negative, you know, there was some positive things I could I could take, and um, uh, you know, again that's football. You just move on and, and 
try and make the most of the next experience. Yeah. Who are some of the best players you played with down there? Um, well, they had a pretty settled side. You know, they came up, Plymouth, we are we are pretty settled side from the league below and in and, and the championship. And some really good players there. There's a um, uh, left back Tony Capaldi who played went on to play for Northern Ireland internationally. David Norris who then went on to play for uh, Leeds United, Ipswich. Um, so there was there was there was you know uh, you know loads of really uh, good quality English players that that, that that played. I you know I hadn't heard of most of them, but. You know, when you get down there and you play alongside them, some 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 really, uh, you know, some good players and good friends as well. You know, you got you know really good teammates, guys that I still keep in touch with now. So, um, and you know, as long as well as playing with, you know, you was up against some, some you know some top top players as I say. You know, the clubs that were in the league at that time. I remember going to West Ham and I think Ted, playing against Teddy Sheringham. You know, guys mm-hmm. at that level. You know, and. Um, you know, many more. So it's it shows you the level of player that was in operating in the league at that time. And again, it's probably go back to one of the main attractions for me going down there as such. So, um, but you know, again, um, you know, a, a great experience overall. See, obviously, the loan spell at Blackpool. Did you enjoy that as well? Yeah, it was good. It was good. As I say, it's it's they were struggling at the time. You know, I remember. You know, and and. Um, uh, you know, there's a wee bit of trouble, well documented trouble off the pitch. But in terms of the actual football on the pitch, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I enjoyed working under Simon. I think it was his first job, Simon Grayson, and, and, and his first management job in football. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, we moved up uh, to that to that area. We stayed in a lovely little place, Lytham, just along the road from from Blackpool. And I really enjoyed my time there. Um, you know, we managed to stay in a division, which was which was great. Um, and just getting back playing was the main thing for me. You know, I just wanted to get back playing football, and and Blackpool gave me the opportunity to do that. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was a really enjoyable experience um, at the right time for me. And then obviously you you leave Plymouth at the end of that summer, and you you trained with Kilmarnock. Was there talk of a deal there? Yeah, there was. Because um, uh, I was I was left in a little bit of limbo. To be honest, there was there was talk of signing with Blackpool, but then there was a chain change of ownership there and the contracts that had been offered were kind of taken off the table. And then, so I decided to come back up the road um, and, um, I, 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 uh, you know, Jim Jeffries and Billy Brown were the managers at Coma- uh, manager, assistant manager uh, at Coma- and they got in touch to ask if I wanted to go in and train and, you know, which I did do. Uh, and I trained for a couple of weeks and, and, you know, at the end of that, they did offer me a deal and literally... The day after, or the day, I think it may even have been the day of that they offered me a deal. Motherwell got in contact as well. Um, I think it was Stuart Robertson, the, the, the manager director at the time, had uh, phoned me uh, 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 that evening as well to, to say that they, you know, they'd like to speak to me in terms of uh, bringing me back. So it all happened very quickly, and I was very grateful for the offer from Jim and, and Billy. So, you know, two guys I've got a lot of time for in the game. Um, but they were very understanding when I made the you know made the decision to, to go back to Motherwell. Like what you know once I heard of Motherwell's interest, um, you know again it was just you know it was a no brainer for me really. It was really uh, you know I jumped at the chance uh, to be perfectly honest. So um, you know I, I had you know I had to phone Jim. It was a difficult phone call because as I say I really enjoyed my time training there. But yeah. um, you know I think as I say Jim really understood my situation and uh, you know my want to go back to to Motherwell. So. 
Uh, and that was it really, yeah, you know, I, I, I signed with Mullerwell back, I think it was well into the July actually, um, that I actually ended up signing back and, um, and you know, I was, I was delighted to do so. And obviously Morris Malpass was the manager at the time, were you excited to, to go back and work with Morris? Yeah, definitely, because I, you know, I'd obviously worked with, uh, with Mo when he was when he was assistant to Terry, uh, so I knew him. Um, I obviously still knew a lot of the players in the dressing room, and um, uh, so yeah, you know, I was I, I was really excited to go back, um, and I just couldn't wait to get started. It'd obviously been a stop, kind of stop start couple of years, but I knew I was coming back a better player, and I was determined to come back and show that. Um, so so no, I was I was really excited and. You know, that season ultimately never, um, you know, never turned out great for the, you know, as a club. Uh, obviously, uh, Morris ended up moving on at the end of that season. But um, you know, for for me coming back to the club, um, you know, it was just great to be back, and and you know, I was I was delighted. Yeah, you're playing really well the first you know the first few months of the the season before you're in yeah you your ACL in December. How hard was that to take after starting really well? Uh, it was very hard because it was at Inverness away and travelling down in a bus with an ACL injury is not the most fun, unfortunately. But yeah, that was difficult. That was probably my first kind of major injury, if you like. Probably my only well, major injury, if you like, uh, throughout my career. So, you know, that was difficult in that regard. Um, but, you know, we had a fantastic physio and John Porteous, who'd been at the club a long, long time and fantastic experience of, of, of rehabbing, uh, you know, these type injuries. So, um, you know, he was fantastic for me. Um, but yeah, you know, I had, as I say, he was coming back to the club as a big high, but that season actually had a, uh, you know, a few downs as well in terms of the, uh, you know, the injury. And as I say, then Morris having to move on at the end of that season. So it was a, it was a, it was a difficult season in many ways, but I, I was just delighted to be back at the club and uh, thankfully managed to recover from my injury uh, full and well. And, uh, you know, if anything, I think, um, I came back even stronger again, uh, you know, after the rehab. Obviously, when you come, you return to the team, Mark McGee gets a job. Like, were, you, were you excited to work with Mark McGee when you heard he was coming in? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously knew of Mark as the player and uh, knew he'd been a manager down south. And But, you know, obviously didn't know him, didn't know him personally or anything like last year. And that, again, you go back to the Tony Pulis situation, you're never sure. You know, you're yeah. never sure for, uh, you know, that, that kind of initial period of, uh, you know, try to suss out whether uh, you know the manager likes you. You're just trying to do everything you can to impress him. But you know, I, you know, been on record before that first season, that first six months in particular, Mark McGee's tenure at Motherwell is certainly as a team the best football that I've been involved in. The mm-hmm. best football I think I've seen a Motherwell team play. You know, obviously being involved in it as well. It was just, it was just. Uh, you know, a pleasure to be a part of, to be honest. And the, the big thing that Mark did was change our mentality. You know, we, we obviously just avoided relegation the, the year before. And I can still vividly remember Mark coming into the dressing room in one of his first, you know, addresses to the players and, you know, talking about finishing third place and talking about going to Aberdeen and beating them and going to Hearts and beating them and competing, you know, competing against Old Firm. And we're sitting thinking, you know, we've just nearly been relegated here. And this guy's coming in and talking about, uh, winning this and winning that and but it, it was just such a positive guy that it just you know it just rubbed off rubbed off us on us as a group you know still young impressionable players we just wanted to impress him we wanted to you know do as best we can and it was just a perfect match you know and 
Yeah, you know, he, he, he recruited really well, uh, brought some really good players into the club. Um, and, you know, it just everything seemed to click, you know, and really quickly. And that was the thing, you know, we, we went to Austria. We did, you know, one of the hardest pre-seasons I think I've ever, ever done. Really pushed us to the limit. But as I say, it just clicked, it worked. We were lucky with injuries. We didn't really get many injuries. And as I say, that first six months was just, you know, it was just an absolute pleasure. And some of the games I can think back to, um, you know, uh, it's particularly in particular one game at Easter Road, I think we went to Hibs and I think we beat them 4-1 or 4-2 mm-hmm. or something like that. And, you know, I remember going to these places and maybe places the previous season where just just been delighted to go away with a draw. Yeah. We were expecting to go to these places and win and, and win handsomely. And, you know, we actually started to do that. So it was, it was so exciting to be a part of and, um, as I said, I, I look back in that year particular as, as, you know, it was it was just great football to be a part of and ultimately, you know, we ended up finishing third and, and qualifying for Europe. Yeah. Obviously, at that time as well, obviously, Phil O'Donnell passes away. How how much did Phil mean to you as a, as a friend and on the part? Like, just how, and how important was it for the club to kind of get through that kind of tough time? Um, yeah, I mean, we talked, we've had some I've certainly experienced some tough times at the football club. You know, we spoke about the administration, but yeah. you know, I think Phil's passing is undoubtedly the toughest moment. You know, I think Mark and the staff, you know, handled it superbly. Uh, the football club handled it superbly, and um, yeah, it, it was Phil was somebody that was. It was more than a teammate. He was obviously the captain of the club. It was somebody that even now in my role, you know, obviously was lucky enough to go on and captain the club and now to go on to the coaching staff with somebody certainly I refer back to in terms of the way he carried himself and yeah. tried to be an example to the players and, uh, you know, teammates round about him. And certainly somebody that I look, as I say, still look to for inspiration for that. Um, a fantastic guy, fantastic, still a fantastic player at that age as well, which yeah. can't be forgotten. Um, and, and someday that's will just never be forgotten at our club. There's just you know uh, that's that's just the way it is, and so somebody I think about regularly, and and um, uh, it's you know a sad sad situation at the time, but um, as I say, he still certainly loves with us, uh, up, you know, for now and for, forever really, and um, you know that will always be the case at our football club. Definitely. You finished third that season and qualified for Europe for the first time in 13 years. How massive an achievement was that for that for Muller to do so well after, as you say, like kind of fighting relegation for the kind of most of your time at the club? Well, I, th- I think that was it. That was probably the biggest part of it. It's where we came from. You know, the journey from uh, you know <laughs> nearly getting out of the league to, yeah. to to finishing third the next season and um, in a really strong league. You know, it's it's. Uh, you know, the old firm were flying at that time, you know, uh, you know, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, you know, so it's to, to, to come third in that league was just was just uh, you know a phenomenal achievement. Um so uh, you know it was it was so enjoyable. It's it's something that you know I don't think we'd qualified for Europe for for a good number of years. And it was just so exciting, you know, even going back the next year actually going to Europe and again something we never thought we would ever experience as players, you know, going to Nancy and your family all being over there. It's just it's just unbelievable. So a, a real sense of achievement, actually, you know, it's just, um, you know, in football, it, it, you know, you, you've got to enjoy the moments, you know, so yeah. many, it has so many ups and downs, you've really got to enjoy and embrace those moments. And 
something, even when I think back to that time now, it's still something that brings a smile to my face, just that, that whole season, that, that um, all the times with those teammates and friends was just, just special. And uh, something I think that season will be still regarded as special at the club for, for, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Was that a disappointment the way he's, he's, the Nancy performance, or was that a disappointment not to, to kind of get through that game? Um, no, not really, to be honest. I mean, it's always a disappointment not to go through, but, you know, we didn't deserve to go through. You know, mm-hmm. I think further down in the European journeys, you know, some games we can point to and opportunities missed, if you like. We felt, uh, certainly for me personally, I'm talking here, and other people might have a different view, but uh, that I feel have a little bit more regret about. Uh, I mean, you know what, you've got to remember that Nancy team was a, was a good side. You know, they yeah. had some good, good players, and um, I think we were always going to, have to be the very, very top of our game and, and Nancy were probably going to have to have a couple of off days for us to get through that game. But listen, we you know, we gave ourselves a chance, we, you know, as we found out and probably we got better as we've gone on in terms of managing the game at times, particularly the home games and and um, you know, when, when we lost away goals and things like that. So these are things that you learn along the way, but um, as an experience uh, as a whole, the, the two legs were just absolutely out of this world and, and, and coming out even over in Nancy and seeing the below fans all over that one end filling that one end it's just you know that's you know that's, that's what your dreams are made of if you like you know so um, again it's yeah disappointing not to go through but the experience as a whole was great and uh, as I said I think it did give us experience and a hunger really to get yeah. back in that you know that, that's the thing that it gives you and uh, you know thankfully we managed to obviously do that in subsequent years. Definitely. He's finished seventh the following season, the way oh nine season. What was the obviously went from third to seventh? Like what was the kind of reasons for that? Do you remember? Um no listen, for, for us to achieve third is one thing to, to stay in third no. is a whole new ball game. You know, is you've obviously got the clubs I mentioned before, Aberdeen Hearts, Dundee United, you know, that are gunning for you and uh you know want to get above you. So it's you know it's 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 not easy and I think uh, you know retaining that kind of status in third you know we ultimately went on to do that later on which again shows I think probably more of that achievement that we did manage to do it eventually so it's always going to be difficult obviously Mark you know left at the end of that 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 second year and uh, I mean we just never got to the heights that we did in the first year you know it's it was just that that first year just everything came together and. Uh, you know, worked for us uh, in the second year. You know, unfortunately, it just never. You know, and we just never quite hit the heights again. So, uh, you know, seventh is certainly no disgrace, but you know, it was always going to be compared to that season before. So, you know, we accept that, and and you know, and, and we just had to take what we could from from that season and then move on again. You know, and obviously, see at that point, how much were you enjoying just being in the team every week and playing playing your football? Yeah, well, again, I always felt, as I said, I can back a better player and, you know, I was just, I think I was starting to show that by that point, you know, I was starting to show that I had now not just become a, a player, I was coming in to be a first-team player, you know, one of the players that was regarded as, um, you know, a first eleven player, you know, and I think it probably took to that point in my little career to start being um, seen as that. So that, that, that was a big achievement for me, you know, it was something that I wanted to try and do. Um, is to really cement my place in you know the starting team and as I say the, the couple of years and the way back was probably the first time I'd managed to really do that on a consistent basis so that, that was really a good spell a kind of 
consolidation for me and and at Motherwell and um, and I just wanted to obviously kick on from there and try and you know uh, do as well as I can for the club. And obviously, Mark McGee goes to Aberdeen and Jim Gannon gets a job. Did you know much about him before he got in it? When before he came in? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, um, you know, I know he, he knew he'd managed down south. I knew he'd um, got, got promoted, but we never knew anything really about him. And um, as I said, keep going back to it. You can the first couple of weeks you're coming mm-hmm. in, you try to impress him, and you're never quite sure how it's going to go. And unfortunately for me, this time, and not just me, but you know, a number of the players that probably had been established in the team, it was. You know, he wanted to shake things up and, and change it around, but which again is football. You know, that's that's the way it is. Um, but you know, it was frustrating for me on a personal level. I just, you know, you could tell straight away that uh, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't happening, and and um, that was a really frustrating period for me. Probably the most frustrating period in my Motherwell career. So um, it was difficult. Came close to leaving the club, very close. Which you know, at that point was so frustrating because I felt as if I had had that couple of good years since mm-hmm. I came back and. Um, you know, the thought of having to leave was 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 difficult, really, for me to take because I, I never felt as if you know uh, Jim gave me the chance to really show him what I could do and 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 uh, have a chance in the team. To be honest with you, so that was the most frustrating about thing about it. But listen, it's it's in the past now. Thankfully for me, I didn't have to che- have to leave, and 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 uh, you know, Jim ended up moving on. Um, and Craig and Archie came in and you know I, I think probably that coincided with me probably the best period of my career so um, you know as I said it was a difficult period but it probably opened up to you know <laughs> my best period so mm-hmm. um, you know it's again ups and downs you've just got to take the rough with the smooth at times Yeah Jim obviously brought in a few good like good young players like you know, John Ruddy Lucas Shukovic Tom Haley was there as well it was a, did you see there was a good kind of young Young core as well, can I get in with like yourself and Stephen Craig and Stevie Hamill? Players? Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I think that's what um, ultimately what Craig and Archie got out of the club. I think that's yeah. uh, you know, they married the two things together. I think Jim was very single minded that he wanted it to be his own group, a younger group, and he was kind of hell bent on that being the case, which is again, it's fine, it's a man, absolutely the manager's uh, prerogative to, to do it his way. But I think when Craig and Archie came in, I think what they done was get the best of both worlds because we mm-hmm. did have some good young ones coming through. And to be fair to Jim, he recruited some really good players as well at the football club. And I think what Craig and Archie ultimately did was marry those two things together, marry those young players, that good recruitment that Jim had, done, had, had made, and with maybe some of the kind of established, more senior players that had you know maybe done well for the club in the past. So I think marrying all those things together... I think ultimately then went on to you know the, the success that the club had in those those years through Craig and Archie and then ultimately on to Stuart and then mm-hmm. beyond, you know. So um so yeah, it was an up and down period, but I think ultimately the club came out of it really strongly. Yeah. How good were Craig and Archie to work with? Fantastic, really good. You know, again, uh, you know, back to you know the big influences in my Marvel career, and I think Craig and Archie are probably right up there. You know, you go back to Billy Davis right at the start, Terry. Uh, and more and then probably Craig and Archie are the next big influences you know I came very close to leaving and as soon as Craig came in he, 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 he kind of put my mind at ease and you know spoke to me almost instantly to say he wanted me to be a big part of things going forward and that was so pleasing to hear 
Uh, and then to work with Archie on a daily basis on the training pitch, you know, somebody who worked at the very top of the game, obviously with Sir Alex Ferguson and Walter Smith and achieve what he'd achieved for him to come in and work with us uh, and, and kind of, uh, you know, coach us and guide us was, was, was great. And, you know, the, the combination of those two characters, Craig and Archie, was just perfect and um, exactly what the club needed at that time. Um, and I think really, as I say, put the, the kind of foundations in place for what Stuart then took on yeah. in, those, in those next years. 10 mm-hmm. 11, Mullow start really well, and then Craig Brown obviously resigns to go to Aberdeen. Like, what was your reaction when you heard that Craig and Archie were leaving? Yeah, disappointed. You know, disappointed. I think probably everybody in the dressing room was disappointed. I think we all had a great relationship with Craig, or certainly the vast majority. Um, <laughs> we're disappointed, you know, but, you know, again, these things happen, uh, and you're just hopeful that the next person coming in is, is you know, carry on that work that, that, that Craig did. Um, and thankfully for us, Stuart was the perfect guy to come in and do that. He was, you know, could tell straight away that he, 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 he was going to be a good fit for the club. And him alongside Kenny Black coming in as well mm. was, was, you know, was a, a, it was a perfect pair at the right time for the club again. And I think, you know, that showed in the results and achievements that we had. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's football that happens, that changeover. But as I say, I think Craig and Archie laid a lot of good foundations and Stuart and Kenny just, you know, took that and made the most of them. And um, Again, Stuart, I think, took us to another level again and I think that was reflected in our, in our league positions and, and you know, in our European uh, exploits. And what was that with Stuart when he came in that he just, what, what did Stuart do that just made, kind of drove that club forward? Just really, he's, he's you know, Stuart's a great man-manager. You know, he's a great uh, personality just gets the best out of people, you know. And again, it's one thing that I'm learning in the coaching side of it all the time is, um, you know, your coaching and tactical knowledge is one thing, um, which Stuart Kenny had, but, you know, building relationships, getting the best out of people, finding out what makes them tick, um, you know, that is so, so important to run alongside that kind of technical knowledge, if you like. So, and Stuart was fantastic at that. You know, he was just so good at getting the best out of what, you know, the players that were in that dressing room, harmonising the dressing room, um, building a real belief and togetherness. Um, so, you know, he's a perfect character to do, to build that. And, and he did that. You know, we were such a good team spirit in that, in that team. You know, I think probably the best team spirit that I that I, um, you know, we had in that in that dressing room we were so close, um, and again, I think that was probably the thing that drove us on to to get the results that we did. Mm-hmm. That's the ten eleven season, obviously the the Scottish Cup run in the final against Celtic. What was obviously what was your favourite highlights of the the run, and then what was your memories of the final? Um, I think probably a couple of things really that season. I'm at, on a personal level. A big highlight for me was was scoring in the League Cup semi-final against Rangers. Um, again, a bit of a dream to not not just play at Hamden, but even you know all the family there managed to score a goal at Hamden. Again, is something I'll always cherish. To be honest with you, um, you know, ultimately the result went against us. You know, we felt unfortunate in that game. We felt as if we could have won that. Uh, we had chances close to the end, but wasn't to be. And then, you know, another big highlight was actually getting to the Scottish Cup final, the semi-final against St Johnston. Because um, semi-finals are so nerve-wracking, you know, it's yeah. just you're so desperate to get to the final. It's it's probably 
before that St Johnston game was probably certainly up there in, in terms of the games I've been nervous before and it was a it was a positive nerves if you like and you were like I say you were just so desperate to get to the final and if you remember we were 3-0 up at half time so it was it was the perfect um perfect way to settle the nerves you know we managed to we managed to score score goals early so that, again that was just a, to know that you're going to play in a Scottish Cup final again you know stuff of dreams for for, for, for you as a young boy so you know that that was a real highlight I mean the final itself was obviously a disappointment um, you know we just never quite got going in the final to be honest with you and you know obviously against a decent Celtic side we knew we had to beat our best and we just never put it put, put a performance together you know so that, 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 that was a disappointment thing I mean the, the whole build up to the final and being involved in a Scottish Cup final was fantastic but um, you know, you go there to win, and, and unfortunately, we, we, we did the manage to do that. Obviously, the season after that, say 11 12 season, would you say that was a bit your kind of best personal season in your career? Like how well you were playing at that point? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, there's no doubt, as I say, probably as a team that Mark McGee 07 season probably the best football that I've been involved in, but in a, in a strictly personal note, um, you know, that kind of second year under Stuart, I think, is you know, I'd taken on the captaincy. Um, you know, which you know was a you know a massive thing for me. And, and was that the kind of biggest honour your honour your career? Up yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I remember still vividly remember getting a phone call from Stuart to, and Craig's moved on. Craig's had, had retired, and yeah. Stuart me asked me if I'd you know take on the responsibility, and um, you know obviously I accepted instantly, and it's just such a big honour for me, and. Um, Again, I think took me on to another level. I, I, it's maybe not for everybody in terms of captaincy and things like that, but I just it just felt right for me. I just you know I was desperate to be the captain. I was loved being the captain. I, I, you know I just love everything that goes with it, and I think it got the best out of me in the playing terms. It really uh, again took me to that level of belonging, of, of really feeling as, as if I, I, you know I was I was a big part of the club, and and that was that was just great for me I just loved that and um, as I say yeah probably went on considerably my best football I think you know albeit uh, you know into, into my 30s at that point but um, you know it's, I, it coincided with, with, with the best period of my career no doubt yeah you've qualified for the Champions League at the end of that season you've played Panther and Icos like how big a, a privilege was that to play in that competition uh, yeah, again, you know, you go back to that thing of playing in a cup final and, you know, first of all, playing for Mullerwell, playing in a cup final, now you're getting to play, you know, play Europa League, now you're getting to play in a Champions League qualifier. So, you know, that, I mean, that, that whole qualification for it, I think that year before we had to win three games in a week, mm-hmm. uh, to actually come second above Aberdeen, obviously ultimately playing against Aberdeen on that last day. It did everything that came together that last second of that game and, no, unfortunately, I've never had the chance to lift a trophy for Motherwell, but that 30 seconds at Pitodre, I'm sure, must feel pretty close to, to what it must feel like because you know, it felt like winning a cup. It felt like, you know, that, that pro, you know, proper sense of achievement. And it was just amazing, the scenes. And, and ultimately, off the back of that, the chance to then go and play in a Champions League qualifier. Again, such a big name like Panathinaikos, you know, you go and play in an Olympic stadium in Athens again. My yeah. family was there and leading the team out as a captain in a Champions League qualifier at Fur Park when the place is packed. It's, again, it's something you just never, ever thought you'd get the chance to do. So such a proud, proud moment and um, something to look back on so fondly. And and again, I don't think the scoreline looks... Well, they're a good sign. 
they were a good side, aye. I mean, they, they were a good side. And, and they, listen, they deserve to go through, but I think the scoreline was very harsh on us, to be honest with you. you know, um, Again, that harsh lesson of European football in terms of uh, managing the game maybe at the right time and uh, things like that. But I don't think we were that far away from them. But the experience as a whole was fantastic and, and uh, again, something I'll always cherish. And obviously, the two seasons after that, you finished second in the league. Like, where does that achievement rank for Model to finish second in the SPL? I, I just, I think it's got to be right up there. I, I do, I honestly do. And obviously, it sounds a bit giving yourself a pat in the back because you were involved in it. But I think when you think back, you know, we spoke about the Mark McGee era, we finished third, and then the next season, you finished seventh. So to actually show that consistency mm-hmm. is, it's just not easy, you know, to do. It's, it's, it's. Uh, and I think time will show that. I think time will continue to show what an achievement that was for that group of players. With that, you know, budget, if you like, competing against what we're competing against, and to show that consistency is was was remarkable. So, um, again, I'm just proud to have played a, a part in that. And um, yeah, as I say, I think time will show um, that it was, you know, that was that was a decent achievement to to do that over that period. Who were the kind of big players in that team that were like apart for yourself that were responsible for that the achievements of that team? Uh, you know, I, I suppose there was you know some some constants in that. You know, like like you know Stevie Hamill who'd obviously been there, been away and come back to the club. Who you know certainly the most consistent player that I'd played alongside, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know I think his record shows that. You know, I think he's second. I think the all-time appearance record for the club and. Uh, you know, you know. So we we had a real good mix of experienced players, some really good recruitment. You know, likes so of guys like Darren Randolph coming up from down south and yeah. Chris Porter and and, and and guys like that. And then you know, uh, you know, some younger ones coming in, Jamie Murphy coming in, and and guys like that coming through. Uh, young Sean Hutchison coming through. So it was a really again that really good mix of some of our own boys coming in, some really good recruitment from from England, and then that probably that core of guys that experienced guys that had been there uh, through 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 that time consistently. So um, so it was just always a good blend, and I think that was probably the key to to, to our success, uh, a real consistency in, uh, in that mix, if you like. Yeah, the following season, 14-15, what, what kind of changed? When did you realise it was kind of things were going wrong? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't actually know, to be honest. I, I couldn't probably pinpoint, um, uh, you know, one moment, if you like. You could always feel there was a bit of pressure building on Stuart. And, and, Why was that, though? Because obviously he'd done, and now you say, look, Nanny, he'd done brilliant to, do, to obviously take that club where, where it went. Yeah, I think so, but I think probably Stuart's, you know, if you ask him himself, I think there maybe comes a point where you maybe think, what else can you do as a, as a manager? I think managers, for good or for bad, certainly seem to have a shelf life, if you like. You know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson's and Arsene Wenger's of this world are very, very few and far between, where, you, you know, you're at a football club for, you know, longer than three, four, five years, certainly. Um, and I think Stuart maybe just felt that was the case, and uh, I know from speaking to him, he, 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 you know, he always wanted the best for the club, and and uh, you know, he maybe just felt it was the right time for both parties that, that, that you know to to, to 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 part ways eventually. So, um, but you know, in terms of one moment, no, I mean, I, I couldn't probably pick out a moment, but 
as I say, you did get that feeling that there was just that little uh, feeling that it was going to become a, just a natural separation. And, um, you know, that ultimately that proved to be the case. Were you surprised when they resigned? Um, yeah, I was saddened, to be honest. I didn't want it to happen. We were, we'd all built such a great bond uh, with, with, with the manager and Kenny. And, um, so we were certainly sad as a group of players to see him go. But in the same token, you were understanding, I think, of, of why it was happening. Um, uh, and you just had to go on with it and move on and, 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 and see what the next kind of chapter would bring uh, moving forward. Ian Barakoff gets the job. What, what was your reaction when you heard he was coming in and how was he? Well, again, you're never sure, you know. I didn't really know Ian at all. Um, uh, but, you know, come in and... and um, you know, it wasn't certainly wasn't plain sailing, if you like. You know, we ultimately end up in in the playoff games with Rangers. Um, uh, you know, which I'm sure we'll speak about. But uh, you know, Ian came in and brought in Stephen Robinson, who you know would obviously go on to have a, a big influence in the club as well. Yeah. But you know, ultimately, Ian kept us up. You know, he, made, he kept us through the, the got us through the, the, the playoff games and and. Um, Know, retained our, our status in the league, which was so important to the football club. Um, so, but yeah, you know, it, it was, it, you know, we moved on from that. And as I said, Stephen Robinson coming to the club as well, who who would then go on to, have, as I said before, have a big influence in the club moving forward. Mm-hmm. That, obviously, he's finished 11th and you, you stay up through the playoffs against Rangers. How big an achievement was, the club, was that for the club to, to beat Rangers and stay in the league? Yeah, massive. You know, probably... I think back to the administration time in terms of the ramifications of the club and, and, and financially, and it almost felt a little bit like that. You know, obviously mm-hmm. it's not administration, but you know that there's big implications. You know, you know if you lose the game, there's there's going to be uh, you know some big cha- unfortunately probably have to be some big changes at the club. So you always it was almost a similar atmosphere around about the club. You know, particularly for the guys that had been there for a long time. Um, but Ian and, and 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 Stephen, you know, I think. Uh, you know, protected us from that as much as they could in terms of trying to, you know, just keep us focused on the game, keep us focused on the job at hand. And that was simply to try and beat Rangers over two legs. And I remember we worked tactically very hard in the two games. And I think Ian and Stephen uh, have got to take a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, we, we, the game plan that we went to Ibrooks with, I think, worked to an absolute T. You know, yeah, in terms definitely. Of- Restricting Rangers and hitting them in the counter attack. You see the goals that we scored. You know it couldn't have worked any better. You know uh, I think we had we Lionel and Marvin on on each wing, and you know the, the game plan was to to be very rigid in our shape and, and try and break. Uh, you know through these two channels, if you like, and you know it worked uh, in both games really. Um, so while it was a it was a difficult and one of my probably my least enjoyable experiences overall in terms of everything that surrounded the games and the build up to the games. It was, you know, it was really rewarding and satisfying after the event uh, to, to, to know that you kept your status. And you know, I think particularly that first game at Ibrooks, again, the memories I take away from that are at the full-time whistle and going over to the fans in the corner. And again, my family and amongst that and, you know, singing, twisting, shout. And just to know that, you know, you've not done the job, but you've given yourself such a yeah. great, you know, and, and um, 
uh, you know, that was a great performance, a great tactical performance. Just to 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 know that you'd gone and done a job, you'd executed a plan, and that you know that part of it was so satisfying. And did you did you know obviously like you mentioned there about how how why did you get kind of so nervous about that, those two games? Was it just because of the factor of what would happen if you didn't win it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That was that's pretty much it, to be honest. Um, and not so much the first game, funnily enough, thinking back and you know, think about it sometimes, it was actually the second game. And actually, in some ways, because we'd got ourselves a lead, mm-hmm. it was almost that feeling of, right, we can only throw this away now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a great place to be sometimes because it can bring kind of negative mindset and you know, just get out to protect. Um, you don't know whether to stick or twist. And, and in the second leg, I think we pretty much stuck because I remember being pretty much camped in our own half and Rangers having a lot of possession early mm-hmm. on in that game. And uh, I think I had a couple of chances and missed them. But um, so I, was, I think that's the most nervous I've been before a football match is definitely that second leg against Rangers because you were just longing for the final whistle, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I remember looking at the scoreboard and I think I looked in, it was like 11 minutes or something. And I'm looking at the scoreboard, wishing it away, you know, which is which is not a good place to be, to be honest. You should be just out playing the game. But it was just so much at stake. You were just yeah. wishing the time away. And, um, and I don't remember us playing particularly great. I know on paper the result looks great, but you know I, I think we played much better in the first leg, to be honest with you. Um, ultimately, we go on to score and it looks really comfortable in the end. But certainly for the first half of that game, or majority of that game in the second leg, I don't think we... We actually played well at all. It was just pretty much protect mode and protect that lead, and which fortunately we managed to do. So, um, but no, a really nerve-wracking time. And at the end, that final whistle, it really was relief. You know, it was. I think enjoyment maybe came later in the evening when you could sit, yeah. have a beer, and 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 just yeah, maybe enjoy the moment. But on the final whistle, apart from the the fisticuffs that was going on <laughs> amongst the players, <laughs> it really was just a sense of relief. To be honest, uh, that we managed to to stay up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, your testimonial at the end of that summer against Bolton, how big an honour was that? And what was what's your memories of that day? Uh, I mean, not just the day, the year as a whole. It was first of all, it was it was a privilege to be awarded a testimonial. Um, you know, a great year, some of great events along the way. Uh, you know, had a great committee that that, that um, you know looked after it in terms of a golf day and a. And a you know, a dinner and, and, and you know, a different race nights around about the club and uh, the town. So it was it, it was just a great year for me and my family, to be honest with you. And it was a real humbling experience, to be honest. The, you know, the um, the reception that I got at each of these events ultimately culminating in the, in the game against Bolton. So, um, yeah, as I said, right at the start, it's two shirts I've got up and and my one, the testimonials along with my debut is, is the other one. So it's... It's something that I'll always cherish. Uh, you know, my connection with the club is is um, it's truly really defined my life. To be honest, the, the football club and, and to have that chance to have a, a testimonial is is something that just I'll be forever grateful for. And um, and yeah, something I'll look back on so so fondly. And obviously, after that, yeah, Ian Barraclough leaves and Mark McGee comes back. What was your reaction when when that happened? Yeah, excited to be honest, because obviously the 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 the, uh, the experience that we'd had with Mark before, you know, it was just I think everybody is still connected with the club that had been through his first period, where you know really excited about him coming back because you know what what we'd achieved in that first time and the type of football we'd played. 
So it was it was real excitement, and it was first manager I'd had in a while that I knew that I knew mm-hmm. you know he knew me, I knew him on a personal level. Um, so that was exciting, and and uh, yeah, it was it was it was an exciting exciting appointment. Um, you know, I don't think we ever really hit the heights that we did in that first period, um, but um, you know I think we still you know played for some good football at times, and um, you know as I say right at the start it was good to see him back at the club. And obviously the the sixteen seventeen season. Did you know that would be your last season? No, no, I didn't. I didn't, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, I had a clause in my contract. If I played so many games, I, 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 you know, I was I had another year left. So actually, when I made the decision to retire, it was I was actually knocking back another year's playing contract, which is a big decision. You know, it's yeah. something never ever took for granted playing professional football. To have the decision to, to give up a year's contract was was a big one, but you know the opportunity that Stephen Robinson gave gave me to move on to the first team staff. You know I'd been helping out at under seventeen level for some time and under twenty level with Crags, and I'd really enjoyed it. You know I'd got the coaching bug. I'd been doing my my my, my coaching badges all throughout my career really, and I'd finished my my pro license. So I, I felt it was a natural step for me, something that I was passionate about. And to get the opportunity to do it at a club, you know, I loved that Motherwell was just too big an opportunity to turn down. So um, I still felt as if I had another year in me, to be honest. I think I was 37, but I still felt fit and certainly could have contributed at least for another year. But mm-hmm. as I say, the opportunity to come into this side, coaching side of things was just too good an opportunity to turn down. And how do you look back on your playing career as a whole? Um I'm just grateful, really. It's more. It's probably the first word that comes to mind that, that, that I had the opportunity to to really become an established player. As I said, it was something that I never thought I'd get the chance to do. To, to, to become a a, a, a kind of recognised figure at Motherwell and, and and build a, a really solid career at Motherwell is 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 just so pleasing for me. You know, it's just it's something I never thought I'd get the chance to do. And to have played, you know, a part and and some really good times for the football club is is just such, it's been such a privilege to be honest with you and something that I just look back on it so fondly um, and uh, you know something that I can hopefully share with the kids uh, and, and, and look back in some memories with them you know they're both big Mulwell fans now and um, yeah, it's it's just as I say, it's been it's been a privilege to to be a professional footballer and and being captain of Motherwell and and as I said, played in European football, played in cup finals. It's just I, it's just it's been absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. See, obviously becoming the assistant manager, how hard did you find it to adapt between like obviously being the coming from the dressing room to now being the kind of man between the dressing room, kind of the players and the manager? How did you find that to adapt? Um, yeah, it did take a bit of adapting. Um, it was something I got the, you know, obviously accepted the job in, in the summer, and I wanted to make a conscious effort of having a gap, you know, which I think is important to be honest with you. Um, so when I came back, I'm still very, I'm still obviously very close with you know the majority of the dressing room to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, although there was a lot of recruitment on that summer, there was a big turnaround. You know, there's still you know a, a lot of the dressing room I was very close with, but. You know, I wanted to make sure that there was a buffer. There was, although I was assistant manager, and you almost are still a little bit, uh, you know, that buffer between the manager and the dressing room. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just one of the, still one of the lads. I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, if I'm going into this role, I'm fully committed to being 
uh, you know, the assistant manager and being, uh, you know, the, on the coaching staff. So, you know, that was a conscious effort, which, you know, I think worked out. You know, I think, um, you know, you just force yourself to be a bit more distant from the players. But I mean, the players understood that. I think they understood and respected the, the new role that I had. Um, and to be honest, I just was that focused on doing the best in the job and doing the best for the manager that I just kind of got on with it and got yeah. on with my job. And I think naturally, you know, the, these relationships just evolved. Definitely. Obviously, the the fact you you reached the final with the Scottish and League Cups in the seventeen eighteen season against Celtic. What was the? Do you feel you could have done better in those games? But how big an achievement was it to get there? Again, a, a big big achievement. You know, I think. Um, you know, it's not very often that you know, obviously St Johnson have went on to yeah. go on better this year and and win the cups, which is just an unbelievable achievement. You know, it's yeah. just. Uh, but I think for us, it was still a really it was a great achievement. I, I think to get to the two cup finals, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, um, so to get there was you know great, and I think the teams we beat along the way as well. You know, beating Aberdeen in the semi, one of them beating Rangers. Uh, in the other semi-final, beating Hearts in the in the quarter-final, you know, so it, was, it wasn't easy runs that we were getting there, you know, we had to be, overcome some really top opposition, so I think that was satisfying as well, that we really earned a chance to get to the two finals. And ultimately, you know, remember, we're coming up, probably coming up against one of the most successful Celtic teams in, teams in recent history, you know, under Brendan Rodgers, so it was never going to be easy. Um, but I mean, out of the two finals, I think the League Cup final was the one that we look and think mm, that just got away from us. We, we we played well in the game, we prepared really well for the game, we had the game plan, you know, executed that really well. We felt on the day, and just a couple of things went against us, you know, um, uh, that we felt, you know, maybe just tipped the balance in the game, and we felt as if we were really close to a very good team, you know. So uh, that that was probably the most disappointing out of the two. Um, because we felt as if we were right in the game for for the large parts of it, and yeah, a couple of things maybe fell away. But we 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 had a real chance of lifting that cup. So, but no, I mean, not, I don't think you can take away from the the achievement of getting there. And and as a coach, to do that, to be involved at a coaching level or getting to cup finals was was brilliant. It really was, and being involved in that, building a game plan for for big games, and uh, you know. So to be involved in that at a coaching level was was really good and a fantastic experience for me. Um, it's certainly something that I'll take forward experience-wise in terms of uh, you know that proper build-up for, yeah. for a big game. So it was it was great experience for myself. Definitely, two players who you've obviously coached were obviously David Turnbull made his Scotland debut last night. He's in the Euro squad. He's doing brilliant at Celtic. Alan Campbell as well is another one I think could be going on a terrific career. Like how good were those those two at Motherwell? And, do you think they could go on and do really well in their careers? Yeah, don't no doubt both of them. You know, for different reasons, really. I mean, David is. I think naturally. I mean, we spoke about Fadi earlier on. Um, maybe similar little traits of genius in them. But in terms of young players that I've seen, uh, certainly my coaching career, but throughout at Motherwell, I think he's the best that I've right. seen technically. Um, He's, he's different, David. He's got something different. He's got a calmness and possession under pressure, which I, it's just not in our culture, the Scottish culture, to have that, to be perfectly honest. And you just don't see it a lot. And I think he's he's destined for the top, David. I really do. You know, he's still, you've got to remember, he's still a young, young player. He's been through yeah. a big injury as well. I think he's still got a lot of developing to do. And I think you're seeing that happen now. Uh, well, obviously, you saw it happen at Motherwell, but I think you're seeing now that now progress to Celtic. Now you see him playing with Scotland last night. 
I think he's going to go to the very top. I think he's got that capability. Um, and then with Alan, Alan's a player even at 15, 14, 15, that he was probably a borderline in terms of actually even coming through into the first team. Uh, but what he's done since then is just his attitude. I, I said David's probably the most naturally gifted player. Alan is the most, he's got the best attitude that I've ever seen in any player ever I've played with or coached. He is just, a, you know, his mentality to his profession is just second to none. Um, and and that's the thing that will drive Alan uh, to, to, to his absolute limit. And again, I think he's going to go on to really good things, Alan. He's, he's so driven. He's, he's just getting better. He's improving all the time and um, an absolute pleasure to coach and, and, and somebody that's not just physically uh, you know, improving, but mentally. Somebody that thinks about the game tactically, takes information in, can compute information, asks questions. He's just, just the full package in that sense. So absolute coach's dream. I think MD Swartz with Alan would probably back that up. Uh, and as I say, somebody that I think is going to get the absolute best out of himself, and to me, that's you know that's going to going to see him in good stead to, to go into bigger and better things. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, when how how much did you enjoy working under Stephen Robinson? Uh, you know, very much so. You know, again, certainly very grateful from giving me the opportunity to move into coaching, and I loved it. You know, I think he's he managed the club. You know so well in terms of, I think he had two or three jobs to do at the club. I think he had two or three overhauls of the squad, and and you know in terms of the way he, he uh, you know uh, recruited and traded players and brought young players through the academy into the first team, and uh, you know so many aspects of the job that for me looking in is was great to learn uh, from somebody like that, and um, you know, it was just great to be a part of part of his coaching team really, and. Um, Certainly learned a lot from him, and and and, and somebody that I'm sure will be will be back in football very very soon. And um, uh, it's yeah, just just a you know a pleasure to be part of his his coaching team. And as I say, somebody I'll be thankful for for giving me the chance and um, you know to be a part of it. Brilliant. Obviously, when he left, you you took the job in interim basis. How how was that experience? Yeah, it was difficult, to be honest. It was a difficult period whenever a manager, my first experience, obviously, of being in the coaching side of it, when a manager moves on. And very similar points, Stuart McCall, that we spoke about earlier, that it just maybe just came to the point that it was a natural, you know, partner of ways, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was difficult. You know, you're obviously then in that period, you know, the club asked me to kind of... Uh, uh, you know, take, take the club forward in that couple of weeks period, um, which I was obviously more than happy to do. But it's a difficult period, you know. You you know you've got to manage a dressing room where, um, uh, you know, the players are are, are are most of the players I think are disappointed that managers moved on. Um, you've got to try and galvanise that, that that dressing room in a short period of time. Um, and getting ready for games, so it was, it was difficult. Uh, it was it was a difficult period. Um, but again, something that personally I learned from um, a really, really good learning experience for myself um, and just, you know, try to, uh, you know, do the best that you can in that short period of time um, to, 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 to help the club move forward. And obviously Graham gets a job. Did you, were you expecting to be, to stay on? Like how did they assure you you were kind of staying with the club? Like- 
Yeah, I mean, you're never quite sure. Again, my first experience of a new manager coming in and in, in, in a coaching capacity. But, you know, I had some good positive discussions with Graham when he came, when he came in uh, initially. And, you know, there's always going to be that natural period of, of getting to know people and getting to know, you know, uh, me getting to know Graham and Chris and vice versa. So um, that was natural. But, you know, just what you try and do is, is show your ability as a coach and show your... Your, um, your, you know, your loyalty to his, the way that he wants to come in and, and see things and, and, and uh, play the game. And, you know, your job is to try and help him as much as he can settle in as quickly as he can. So, you know, that, that, that was my main focus. And, you know, thankfully, Graham came in and, and you know, he's had a good influence in terms of keeping the, the, the club, galvanising the, the dressing room uh, and really, uh, you know, keeping the club in the division, which was first and foremost what he was brought in to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, hopefully we'll get a period, a pre-season now, can really put his mark on it and uh, recruit uh, the players uh, that, that, that we need moving forward and and, and hopefully get off to a good start next season. So, um, But, yeah, it's it's all new experience for me, but it's, it's something that I'm learning from all the time and, uh, you know, I'm really happy to be a part of it. Brilliant. Are you hoping to go into management at some point in the, the future? Yeah, hopefully, eventually. You know, I've, it's certainly something that I've always felt that, that, that um, you know, I'd be capable of doing. Um, and I'm just trying to get as much experience as I can before that, you know, I make that move, really, you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. I don't think you can do that in football. I think it's, uh, you know, you've got to wait for that opportunity to arise. But I think one day, certainly, I would I would like to do it at some point. Um uh, but as I say, I'm happy in my role at the moment. I'm just trying to gain as much experience as I can and um, and learn learn the job and, and be the best coach I can be first and foremost on a daily basis. Um, and then you know you just see where that takes you. Definitely. Are you all right closing some quite a fire questions, Keith? Yeah, of course. Brilliant. Who would you say was the best player you ever played with in your career? Oh, that's a, a big one. I mean, I think for natural talent, it's probably got to be Faddy. Um, you know, just for that natural uh, ability, as I say. But I think overall, over the piece, I would probably say Stevie Hamill in terms of his consistency mm-hmm. of performance. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go for Stevie. Brilliant. Best player you ever played against? Oh, it's a tough one. Again, there's so many European uh, players that you played against that I think, you know, were, were fantastic. I mentioned my period down in England, you know, guys like Teddy Sheringham and that stand out. But I think for me, I always say, you know, that rain, I go back to my debut against Rangers and I think you'd probably pick any of that Rangers midfield. You know, a young Barry Ferguson, uh, Van Bronckhurst, Alberts, these guys, you know, I always go back to them and these they, they're probably, the, as a young player playing against them, um, you know, I, I think they were the guys that I thought, oof, this is a different level. You know? So I'd probably say a young Barry Ferguson. Brilliant. Favourite away ground you've played at? Oh... There's a few there as well. I think the Olympic Stadium in Athens, I think that was pretty special, just as I say, in a Champions League qualifier as a captain leading the team out there. That's always up there. Um, I think either side of the old firm, I think, is is always you know a great place to go and play. Uh, and Hamden, I think I've, I've got to put Hamden in there. You know, it's as I say, it's got its detractors, Hamden, but as a player, uh, you know, there's there's it's not much more, more special than walking out of Hamden, particularly at a, a, you know, a cup final or a semi-final, a big game. Favourite film and TV show? Oh, favourite film and TV show. That's a hard one. That is a difficult one. 
it's usually kids' films I'm going to see now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not very often I go and see a movie, to be honest with you. Um, the TV show, I'll go for The Thick of It. Um, I'm a bit of a Malcolm Tucker fan. I'm, I'm into my politics. I like a bit of politics. So a bit of politics and comedy put together is, is uh, right on my street. So I'll go for that for my TV show. In terms of my, my film, I'm trying to think. I actually can't think of a film. Um, I, I'm struggling for a movie. <laughs> That's a terrible answer, I know, but I'll stick with my TV show. I'll cut you right back to Favourite dressing room story? Oh, favourite dressing room story? Oh, God. Um, I think... I think, um, oh, there's so many, a, a few different pranks, if you like. I remember Paul Quinn changing changing somebody's number plates around and them not realising, getting uh, pulled over by the police. Uh, <laughs> and he'd been out and take a screwdriver and put you, <laughs> put you <laughs> on somebody's car. Uh, I, remember, I remember him bringing a clamp into training as well one day and clamping one of the boys uh, <laughs> while we were at training one day as well. So I, Paul Quinn was always up to a few things. So... Aye, that was, that was that was an interesting time when he was in the dressing room. Brilliant. Best friend in football? Um, yeah, pro- probably still the boys for, for, for our early days at Motherwell. We're still on a wee group chat, like Stevie Hamill, Faddy, David Clarkson, Piero. I'd probably say they, they four are probably still my kind of closest pals in football. Brilliant. Final question, best manager you've ever played under? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I can't pick out one, to be honest with you. I've got to pick, you know, we spoke about so many influences. I've got to mention Billy, you know, the biggest influence. I've probably got to mention Craig Brown, you know, big influence in turn my career around. Mark McGee, best yeah. football I've played, and Stuart McCall is, uh, is, is in terms of me playing my, 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 my best football. So I, I honestly couldn't pick one out of them. I think it's probably... An amalgamation of, of of all they imagine, and Terry Butcher as well. Yeah. Terry Butcher was fantastic. So, I think I think there's uh, you know if you could put all the managers and kind of crush them into into one, that would probably be the the the, the perfect manager for me. Brilliant, Keith. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed. Not a problem. Enjoyed it. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, I'ma just do me, you just do you I swear it's gonna get better real soon Don't let anyone tell you what you should do I got a clear view We're gonna make it soon Just keep pushing through